You are listening to the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball Podcast, where we use our expertise in the world of sports, as well as medicine, to bring you the most up-to-date injury news and analysis. Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball Podcast. I am Brandon Bowers alongside Drew Ingles, as always. A little bit different variety of the Fantasy Doctors MLB Podcast, as we are recording this podcast live and in person instead of over the internet. So, Pleasure to be alongside Drew Ingles here again today for episode three of the MLB podcast. Drew, how are you? Good. It's nice to be face for face uh, for the first time. Yeah, I mean, not having to deal with the internet and technology not working. So sitting here in the same room about to talk a little bit about the AL and NL West. So without further ado here, we're going to jump right into the American League West. And we're going to start off with the Houston Astros and talk a little bit here about Dallas Keuchel. So Dallas Keuchel, he uh, injured his left uh, ankle during the celebration of the uh, championship parade. So this is back in November. Um, so it's his left foot, which is going to be the push-off foot uh, for pitching for him. Uh, he was in a walking boot uh, throughout the winter. Uh, so this was a grade one or two sprain at a grade three. So there's no surgery involved. Um, you know, if it was during the season, you'd be worried about some instability issues that might change the way that he's able to push off. And, you know, that might affect some mechanics in the pitching arm. But good news is he had a lot of time to rest. And he's actually pitched a couple uh, uh, games during the spring training. He looks good. So he should be good to go uh, to start the season. Yeah, really one of those guys with the injury occurring at the end of the season. Unfortunately, during that celebration, it couldn't have happened at a better time for Keiko. Uh And like you were saying, Drew, he should be good to go. And be the ace there for the Houston Astros. Jumping over here to the Anaheim Angels or the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, and they had the big free agent splash in Shohei Otani, and there was a little bit of concern that he was going to be dealing with some UCL or medial elbow issues here as he begins his major league career. Um, everything tre- checked out relatively normal in his, his exam. He did kind of have a little irritation through that UCL, uh, but nothing seems to be too significant here for Otani here as, as we start the season. Um, Drew, as as you know, with those UCL injuries, you really got to be careful. Um, they really got to be monitored closely because that's that's the the ugly beast that rears its head when we're dealing with those Tommy John type surgeries and recoveries. Yeah, so I mean, treated conservatively, um, he hasn't looked good this these first two outings. Um, you know, recently he pitched the first inning well against the Rockies. I think he had two nice strikeouts, but then kind of fell apart in the second inning. You know. Unrelated to the elbow, maybe uh, related to increased level of competition here in the States. Who knows? We'll have to see. All right. Moving on to the Oakland Athletics, Drew. I'll let you speak a little bit about some of their guys who are battling some injuries here as we gear up for 2018. Yeah, we've got a couple guys. we got uh, two pitchers. Uh, we got Andrew Triggs, the righty. Uh, he went on the DL uh, back in June with a lift, uh, excuse me, left hip strain. Uh, so that's going to be his lead leg. Uh, ended up having a uh, arthroscope uh, to repair uh, a la- the labrum of the hip. So essentially, the labrum is a uh, a rim of tissue that kind of surrounds the, the hip socket and helps deepen the joint, helps with stability. If there's a tear, uh, it can lead to irritation in the hip, pain. You might get some lacking, so some some limitations in range of motion potentially. You can treat it with physical therapy. Uh, you can treat it with injections, which he did, and ultimately he failed. So he opted to have it repaired. Went out to Colorado. 
Dr. Philippon out there. So he's, uh, you know, pretty well known in the United States for, for those repairs. Um, you know, last year he was off to a great start. He, uh, he only gave up 11 run, runs in eight starts. And then when the left hip started bothering him, he really fell downhill. He gave up 20 runs in the final four starts. So you could obviously tell that it was giving him some troubles. Uh, he's, he's pitched in four games uh, this spring training. Uh, so he's, he's had, uh, basically four innings of work and he looks, you know, pretty good. He should be, um, you know, probably the two or th- well, with, with cotton out, he might be the one or two. Um, but otherwise I think he looks good. Um, speaking of cotton, he, uh, he started pitching this spring, but developed some, uh, irritation in the elbow diagnosed as a, um, a strain of the elbow. Imaging ultimately revealed a, uh, a torn UCL, so he elected to have the Tommy John procedure. He'll be out for the full year. Um, expect for him to potentially come back maybe middle of next year, maybe all-star break or so. Uh, he was one of those uh, prospects last year that didn't live up to expectations, but uh, we'll kind of have to see how this rehab goes and, and what he can bring back to the table next year. Um, moving to the positional players, uh, we got Dustin Fowler. He was the kid who was traded uh, from the Yankees to Oakland in that Sonny Gray deal. He was the guy who uh, first game, first first start. His first, first game up in the big leagues. I think his family was there and everything. I think he was playing right field when he got hurt. Yeah, he ran into that electrical box, uh, patellar rupture. He had to go to the hospital because it was an open uh, wound, right? I believe that's correct. I mean, not something you want to mess around with. And really, an unfortunate break here to start his major league career, his very first game, and he sustains a pretty significant injury. Yeah, so that's a six-month uh, deal for rehab. You know, fortunately, he's not in the more you know dynamic sports of basketball and football. That's a, especially a tough one to come back in those sports. You know, baseball, he should he should do well. He's actually been playing center field, uh, has played in a couple games um, this spring. He looks pretty good. So he should uh, he should be their starting center fielder to, to start the year. You know, he's one of those guys that's just a feel-good story that now that he's going to be able to hopefully come back and contribute at a high level because you get to the bigs, and that's kind of the pinnacle of this sport. And then to have an injury like that just makes it really tough to start off your big league career. So Got a nice second chance. Yeah, so good news for him going forward. We're going to head up north to the state of Washington and talk a little bit about the Seattle Mariners here and a couple of their two key players. We're going to look here a little bit at Robinson Cano and Nelson Cruz, both dealing with soft tissue injuries. Uh, Robinson Cano of the hamstring variety and Nelson Cruz dealing with a little bit of a quad injury. Uh, Both injuries for these gentlemen were diagnosed as grade one injuries, which involved just a slight overstretch of the muscle. Uh, When we move on to grade two and grade three, that's where you get some partial and then eventually some complete tear. But with the grade one injuries for both Cano and Cruz, uh, they're treated conservatively here with physical therapy and some time off. Uh, They're both expected to return sometime next week. Uh, We're recording this here on March 17th, so that'll be next week that they should be good to go. Um, These injuries can have a tendency to linger um, and recur if not managed adequately. But again, these guys are receiving top-of-the-line medical care, and I don't expect too many issues going forward for these guys. Yeah, like you said, you know these can linger uh, if not treated the right way. These guys are getting older too, so you know Robbie, Robbie Cano and Nelson Cruz—they're you know in their 30s, so they're not uh, going to bounce back like they once did in their 20s. But um, I think that they they should be good. 
That'll be interesting to see how, how the Mariners can c- contend out there in the West and uh, see, see what they can do there, looking for an NL West pe- or an AL West pennant, rather. Mm-hmm. Jumping down to the Texas Rangers, Drew, what do you got? We've got an interesting injury. Uh, first time I ever heard of this, but uh, pitcher Martin Perez, he was back home in Venezuela in December when a, a bull startled him out on, his, on the ranch and he fell backwards. He ended up uh, fracturing the radial head on the non-pitching arm, so they surgically repaired that. Um, Basically, fielding is going to be the issue for him. So, you know, obviously, you know, it's not going to be affected while pitching. The worry is is that, you know, he might be fielding a, uh, you know, a bunt or uh, might be trying for a a pop-up and he might fall and, and subsequently injure that arm. Basically, you just want to wait until that bone heals. Uh, It looks like he's ahead of schedule. He, um, he has, uh, uh, I think he has a scheduled simulated gain coming up here, so he should, uh, you know, test out the arm in a more controlled manner than spring training. But he looks to be probably the number two or number three starter behind Cole Hamels. So, yeah, and like you're saying, Drew, it's just one of those freak injuries that the, the front office for the Rangers. I mean, everybody goes home for the off season, and then you keep your fingers crossed that everybody comes back in one piece. And it's just unfortunate for Perez, but like you said, it seems to be like he's ahead of schedule and should Definitely. be good to go. So mm-hmm, for sure. Jumping over to the senior circuit and taking a look here at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yasmani Tomas had groin surgery in the offseason, appears to be uh, progressing well, has contributed this spring, uh, doesn't appear to have any lingering effects um, of that groin surgery. So expect him here in the 2018 campaign to be able to contribute uh, for the NL West contenders, Diamondbacks. Also of note, Shelby Miller had Tommy John surgery in May of 2017, so last year. He actually engaged in his first mound session last week, and according to the reports that have come out from the team, uh, all went well. Uh, so he, he is tracking as expected, uh, looking to be maybe a mid-to-late season return here for, for Shelby Miller. Again, Tommy John surgery, which we've talked about at length previously on this podcast, dealing with that UCL rupture, that surgically repaired that you see most oftentimes in pitchers. So um, always hate to see that type of injury for a pitcher, but uh, far too common in the game of baseball, and he, he, Miller looks to be tracking A-OK for the Diamondbacks. Jumping to the Mile High City, we're going to hop on over to the Rockies here, Drew. We've got David Dahl. He uh, he was a, a promising uh, young player. Uh, he had to sit out all of last year due to uh, some uh, stress reaction in his sixth rib. So initially he started off the season uh, with some upper back spasms. Generally spasms uh, are, are a secondary issue with an underlying condition. Um, he tried to kind of push through the pain and discomfort, but was ultimately shut down. The MRI, MRI revealed in November that uh, he, in fact, did have a stress reaction of the ribs. Otherwise, um, you know, he's been playing this spring. He's been kind of mediocre. Uh, it could be due to the lack, you know, a little bit of rust that he's trying to shake off. Uh, it doesn't look like he'll be in the in the starting depth chart with, uh, you know, Charlie Blackman. Um, you know, Gonzalez and um, who's that left fielder? Gosh, Ian Desmond. There you Ian go. Desmond. So um, he might start off in AAA or one of the bench guys as a, you know, kind of fourth outfielder. Uh, we'll just have to wait to see what uh, the, the Rockies ultimately decide to do. 
You know, Drew, as you mentioned, with those back spasms, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I'm a big Indians fan. That's something that Corey Kluber dealt with last year, and it's really important, as you mentioned, to make sure you're addressing the underlying cause in this situation, or else the the, the spasms are going to continue to occur. So mm-hmm. for David Dahl and the Rockies, uh, assuming that they address the root cause, like you were saying, he should be should be good to go. Yep. Jumping out to Los Angeles. With the Dodgers, Julio Urias had some anterior capsule surgery for his left shoulder. Drew, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, so he he started off in June of last year with some shoulder discomfort, kind of waiting to see what the root cause was, a little bit of time off. Ended up having a stabilization stabilization surgery. So just like with Andrew Triggs, um, you know, we're dealing with the labrum, different body parts. So you got your labrum in your hip, you got your labrum in your shoulder. Fortunately, with Andrew, you know, the hip's the mo- one of the most stable joints. On the shoulder, not so much. So usually you get more instability within that joint. Uh, and if it's too lax, you can get some compensations, you know, down the down the arm. So, you know, potentially if it wasn't addressed, could get some forearm issues, UCL issues. Um, so what they did is they stabilized the joint, um, tightened it up, um, it's a longer process to come back from. Uh, you got to make sure that the range of motion is full when you come back. Make sure that the strength is all there, especially the strength for the stabilization. Usually that's a 12 to 14 month process. Since it happened in June, we're looking at uh, probably after the All-Star break, maybe for the late season, if the, Do- if the Dodgers are looking to make the playoffs, he might be a nice component for the postseason potentially as maybe a reliever. Um, but... He uh, he has been throwing. Uh, we saw a little video on Instagram. He looked pretty good. So I think he's on the right track as of now. Um, you know, with if you know another thing, if you if you if you don't get it repaired, um, you might be dealing with you know obviously a tremendous amount of pain and, and potential for subluxions of the shoulder, loss of velocity. So. I think they went the right route with the with the stabilization. You know, it's one of those things that's kind of tricky because if you consider an overhead athlete or specifically a baseball player, they need that increased range of motion at that shoulder to kind of reach the extremes of that external rotation to be able to generate that velocity and generate that throwing power. And sure. so it's kind of a give and take when you have the surgery because you need them to have the, the range of motion at the shoulder, but the surgery by its nature is designed to kind of tighten everything up so it's not as unstable. So it's kind of a, a give and take here when dealing with the, the anterior capsule surgery. Yeah, so young and, and, you know, pretty significant procedure, you kind of wonder what the outcome is going to be for him. So, you know, time will tell, but uh, we'll just we'll just have to see. And then another pitcher that was, was dealing with some issues for the Dodgers, another young guy, Alex Wood. He's a lefty who came on kind of out of nowhere last year was looking really good, uh, but then he was dealing with some um, SC joint uh, inflammation. So that's your where your clavicle meets your breastbone or your sternum, and uh, basically you treat that with rest and potential injections. So corticosteroid. Um, he can't, you know, he pitched through the postseason, and you know, obviously with some time off during the offseason, that's well taken care of. However, recently he did sprain his ankle. Uh, in the winter, was seen with a walking boot, has not pitched since. But uh, you know, just with like Dallas Keuchel, you got to make sure that you know it's it's well healed, little to no pain, no pain when you're walking, and then obviously you got to strengthen the ankle to make sure that you've got the uh, enough stability um, for that pitching motion. 
All right, so we've wrapped up there on the Dodgers. Uh, Drew and I chatted pre-show and really didn't find too many injuries to note for the Padres, so we are going to move on to the San Francisco Giants, uh, talk a little bit here about Mark Melanson. So he uh, went on the shelf, the DL shelf, in June of last year with a pronator strain. Generally, when you get a pronator strain or a forearm strain, just like the back, there's some underlying issue, whether it's UCL. In his case, he uh, ended up was uh, diagnosed with chronic exertional compartment syndrome. So what's that? Um, essentially, uh, with increased activity, you can develop uh, additional pains, swelling, numbness. Uh, so you know, obviously, it's going to change the way that you grip the ball. Your velocity is going to be impacted. So what they did is a a fasciotomy where they released the pronator tendon uh, back in September. And usually that's a six to eight week rehab process. So you want to make sure that you've got the full range of motion, uh, the grip strengths where it needs to be at. He's pitched two games thus far in the spring. He's given up one run. I think he's going to be right on track uh, for this season. And it'll be interesting to see how the Giants do this season. They had a couple uh, big offseason signings in McCutcheon from the from the Pirates, and then they also got Longoria for the Rays. So uh, we're going to kind of segue right in here, talking about the Giants right there into our predictions for 2018. We've hit on all uh, divisions in the American and National Leagues, American League East, Central, and West, and same thing in the National League. So we're just going to offer some predictions here at the beginning of the season, and maybe uh, maybe we'll throw down like a friendly wager or something to see uh, who gets closest and uh, rehash at the end of the season and see where we're at. So, uh, Drew, why don't you hit me with uh, your prediction for the American League division winners, and then I'll do the same, and we'll go from there. Do you want me to do wild card too? Yeah, we, we, we can go about it right like that. So let's do uh, AL East. It's got to be the Yankees. You know, they had a couple additions with uh, Stanton, and they uh, they just got Neil Walker too. I don't know, I don't know if he's going to be much of an impact to Stanton, obviously, right, right, right. Stanton's in a league of his own. Um, you know, offense is going to be their, their strong suit. And then in the central, you know, it kind of pains me to say this, but Cleveland, you know, they're going to be the the favorites with the lineup they've got and the pitching staff, especially the pitching. I mean, that that kind of puts them in a league of their own in relationship to all the other teams in that division. They uh, are head and shoulders above, you know, my Tigers right now. Um, but uh, out west, uh, I got to go with um, – I'm going to go with – oh, you got to go with the Houston Astros. It's obvious. Uh, they've got – a nice blend of pitching and offense. Um, they're going to be tough to beat. For wild cards, got to go with Boston, the Red Sox. They uh, they got my former Tiger, J.D., and David Price. I mean, David Price didn't do so hot last year, but I think he's going to turn things around and justify his huge contract that they gave him. Um, look, look for him to be uh, you know outstanding this year. And then that second wild card, we were talking pre-show about the Seattle Mariners, but I'm going to switch it up and go with the LA Dodgers. Um, I like what they did. In the American League, you're going excuse to me, you want the Dodgers? Well, excuse me, the LA Angels. We were talking about the Dodgers. I got mixed up. LA Angels. Uh, they added another former Tiger, Ian Kinsler. Um, they got Zach Cozart from the Reds, who's going to play. Well, might play a mix of shortstop and third. Um, you know, I'm not sold on Otani yet, so I'm not taking that into consideration. But their offense, I think, is going to be pretty good. 
Yes, I mean, we are, are spot on for our division winners here, Drew. I mean, like you said, there's no way you can argue against the Yankees. They now have the AL and last year's NL home run leaders. So, I mean, it's the Bash brothers that they've got going out there now. And, I mean, it, it's hard to argue against the Yankees, barring any kind of significant collapse. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't argue against the Astros. They added Garrett Cole in the offseason. So, I mean, they're going to be coming back stronger, uh, looking to kind of continue to facilitate and progress this dynasty, if you want to if you want to call it that. Um, and, of course... Not betting against my Cleveland Indians. They will win the AL Central. Uh, the Twins, I, w- I will say, worry me a little bit as the only true competition in that division. White Sox, Tigers uh, rebuilding. Uh, the Royals lost a bunch of free agents here this offseason. So, again, I think the Indians will win it, but I think the, the, the Twins will end up giving us a run for our money. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the wild cards go, I really do like the, like the Red Sox. They got a good squad out there out east. Uh, like you said, added J.D. Martinez, a big bat who had a big season last year. And then I'm going to differ with you here on this second wild card, and I'm going to take the Twins out of the, out of the Central. Um, I mean, they had a big turnaround from 16 to 17, and I think they see a little bit more of that here this year. Yeah, they picked up uh, Logan Mortensen. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to wait to see what Sano um, you know, gets dealt with with possible suspension. But they've got some depth in that pitching staff, so... You know, they'll be competitive. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. So let's check out the National League here, and Drew, you can kind of hit us with uh, your picks for the NL. So in the East, i got to go with the, uh, the Washington Nationals. they got an offense from top to bottom that's pretty tough, and obviously they got the arguably the best pitcher in the game with Strasburg. Or excuse me, not Strasburg, Scherzer. Strasburg's not bad himself. Um, and, you know, they actually got a couple other back-end starters that, that will do well. Um, in the central, got to go with the Chicago Cubs. Um, just like the Nats, they're potent, uh, but probably have a deeper pitching staff. Out west, I already hinted, LA Dodgers. Um, you know, they're going to be strong just like they were last year. Um, if you look at the wild card, hmm, got to go with the Cardinals. They're usually, you know, right in the mix of things. They added Marcelo Zuna. He's a, a sturdy outfielder. So, um, I think that they'll they'll definitely be in the mix, and then the second wild card. I like what you know Arizona's done, and I know they they didn't resign JD, uh, and they let Jury walk, walk, but they've got a pretty nice pitching staff, and I think uh, you know that can carry you in the postseason. They got Robbie Ray, they got Green Key, they got uh, Godley, uh, so they got a couple nice young arms. Um, what do you got, Brandon? Uh, in the National League, I'm going with the Nats, like you said. One of those teams that is a very potent offense, but they can't ever seem to do anything once they get to the playoffs. And I mean, I'm not a Nationals fan, but I, I can imagine that's frustrating when you got a team that's this good on paper, and then you get to the postseason, and it's early season, early postseason exit after early postseason exit. So you got to feel like they're going to be able to make it back there again. It's just going to be a matter of whether they're going to they're gonna be able to get past that hump and get to the, uh, the championship round and then ultimately the World Series. Uh, going out west, I, I can't disagree with you on the Dodgers. Again, another um, very potent team that made a deep run in the playoffs last year and came up just short. So anytime you got Kershaw leading your pitching rotation, you're, you're in pretty good shape. We hit on uh, some of their other pitchers uh, that are, are, are very good as well. Uh, so I'm taking the Dodgers out west, and I'm going to agree with you again here on the central, and I'm going to go with the Cubs. Um, so they, they lost Arietta, but... They've still got a good squad that won the World Series just two years ago, and they got a lot of that same core group of guys, and I, I feel like they can they can win that division again. 
As far as my two wildcard picks, I'm going to take the Milwaukee Brewers last year. Um, they finished second in the in the Central just by six games. So um, we'll see what they can do. I know I know they lost some free agents here, but uh, we'll see what they can do in the NL Central. And then I'm going to take kind of a dark horse here uh, just to differ a little bit and see if this can give me the edge to win this little wager. I'm going to take a surprise team in the San Francisco Giants. Um, I know they finished last in the division last year. We'll see if uh, – I know they're – Getting towards the back end of their careers, but Longoria and McCutcheon will see what they can do for the Giants out, out west. Uh, just kind of a, a wild card out there, figuratively and literally. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens. It kind of reminds me of the Tigers trying to cling on to the last couple years of um, relevance. Uh, didn't work out so hot, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, just trying to just trying to put it out there, and we'll, we'll see what happens. So, Who you got to win the American League pennant, Drew? Well, I, uh, you know, I, I kind of believe in the... Um, you know, the, the, the Super Bowl slump, so World Series uh, slump, but it's hard to bet against the, the Strohs. They added Garrett Cole, like you said. Um, I think pitching takes you to the World Series, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the, uh, the Houston Astros. You know, as much as I want to take my Cleveland Indians and kind of give the homer pick, like you said, it's tough to bet against the Astros. Um, it would be fantastic to see them face off in the ALCS. The Indians obviously had a little bit of an early postseason exit last year when they Blew a lead in the divisional round and sent Cleveland home early. Uh, so I think it would be cool to see a matchup between the Indians and the Astros. Uh, the Indians did have the Astros number last year during the regular season. Uh, but once you get to October, anything can really happen. So um, I do think that the Astros are going to come out of the American League again. Uh, hopefully the Indians can make it close and give them a run for their money. But the Astros on paper, uh, I wouldn't say look far and away better. but Well, I think it's who, who can stay healthy at the end of the year. That's the thing. Uh, you had a couple arms that, you know, didn't make it out of the regular season very well. And uh, Houston was pretty strong throughout, and I think that's what carried them. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at a 162-game season. I mean, health is what's going to carry you most of the way. I mean, you can lose some of your key guys for a little bit and get by okay. But like you said, at the end of the year, if you're not all systems go and you're missing a couple key pieces, it can be really pretty detrimental. So Definitely. jumping over to the National League, who is going to be facing off with the Astros for you, Drew, in the World Series? I want to say Washington because I think that they're due, but uh, I've got to go with the Chicago Cubs. Uh, like with the AL, you know, pitching is going to be the bread and butter here. With you know, you got Lester, Hendricks, Darvish, Quintana. Uh, that's a tough uh, four-man rotation. Um, they they're going to be tough to beat. You know, there's going to be some competition with with the Cardinals per usual, but I'm going to go with the Cubs. All right, I'm going to take the Dodgers here in a World Series rematch. Wow. Um, we'll see see what they can do. I just I just like I know Washington can get to the postseason, but they've had all these early season exits. I know you say that they're due. Uh, I mean, you can say that about a lot of teams in Major League Baseball sure. or any sport. But until you show me that you can win and get there, I'm I'm not buying on the Washington Nationals. So I'm going to take the Dodgers in a World Series rematch. So okay. who's taking home the World Series title next year, Drew? Uh, it's going to be the Chicago Cubs. I think they're going to pull it out. Uh, you know, they had their time last year to relax and enjoy that World Series. They're going to get back to business. Schwarber's looking good. He's dropped some weight. Uh, you, you know, you've got the corners with Bryant and Rizzo. Um, they're going to be tough, especially with that pitching staff. I don't, I don't see the the Strohs getting you know past them this year. 
Well, I mean, it's funny you say that. I'm going to take the Strohs, actually, to repeat as World Series champions. As, as much as it pains me to say that, like I said, they, they've been rock solid. They looked great last year. It's kind of cool to see teams like them and the, the Tigers years ago that had these 100 lost seasons and then give them a few years, they put the right pieces together, and they're, they're contenders. And in the Astros' case, they've gone from one of the worst teams in the league to a competitor every year. So I expect the Astros will repeat as much as it pains me and my Indians uh, as good of a squad as they have. I unfortunately think that our window in Cleveland is, is starting to close with some of the free agents, Andrew Miller, Cody Allen. We're not going to be able to pay them at the end of this year. They'll probably end up walking. So we got a young core group of guys, but I unfortunately think our window's closing and that 2018 will go to the Houston Astros. So with that, we've highlighted the American and National League West for all of the major injuries for these teams. Uh, we'd like to thank you all for listening to the third episode of the Fantasy Doctors Major League po- Baseball po- Podcast. We'll be back probably on a bi-weekly basis to detail all major injuries throughout the season. We're not going to break it down by divisions. We're just going to talk about them as they come and bring you all the latest and greatest injury news and analysis. Drew, do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? No, just getting excited for the season to get underway. We're getting close. We're in the uh, we're in the month that uh, I guess what we got two more weeks. I think it's two weeks. I think the uh, the baseball season. I want to say it's like March thirtieth or thirty first. Yeah, they bumped it up this as year as opposed to the April start that they normally go with. So, with that, uh, be sure to follow the Fantasy Doctors on Twitter at the Fantasy DRS. You can follow me on Twitter at BL Bowers twelve, and you can follow Drew on Twitter at Drew Ingles, that is spelled I-N-G-E-L-S. For Drew Ingles, I'm Brandon Bowers, and the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball Podcast. We'll see you next time.